Welcome to What Healthy Couples Know That You Don't, a podcast dedicated to helping you create the relationship you truly want. And now, here's your host, licensed psychotherapist, Rhoda Mills Summer. Relationship problems are all about power struggles. Welcome to episode 43. Power struggles in relationships are totally ordinary and daily. They can be small about the most efficient way to drive somewhere to the more extreme giant deal breakers. Do you want children? I don't. It's not fair if one partner always goes along to get along. Things can work in a couple where power is somewhat lopsided, but it will be boring and predictable if one person has all the power to make decisions most of the time. I think sharing power is such an important topic that I'm devoting two episodes to it. The first was episode 25. Sharing power is a dance in the messiness. You have to be open to both uncertainty and new possibilities. That's why there are so many relationships where one person decides most of the time. It's simple and certain. It's what made the 1950s easier. Note I said easier, not necessarily better. I rarely mention what I do when flying. We were circling above LaGuardia Airport. And a CEO is rattling on about how he really listens to the people under him. Then he ended with the comment, though, of course, our discussions always end up where I want them to go. I decided to take him on and pointed out if he ended up where he planned to end up, then he could not possibly be listening to other people. He was quite perplexed by this, and I explained, if you really listen and share power, then you are willing to be influenced by others, which means you end up in a new place, not the same place. He was so used to having all the power and the certainty of being the boss, he really did not understand he was only giving lip service to listening. This is such a comforting attitude because we all love having the power and control. The same thing happens in couples. It's remarkably easy to appear to listen to your partner but not take it in or digest what they said because it's something you don't want to do. You can easily pretend to yourself it's not a power move when, of course, it is. There are so many ways to establish power. You can smile and be nice. You can be very passive-aggressive. You can avoid having a sex life. You can scream and shout. You can deliver the silent treatment for days on end. You can withhold information and keep secrets. You can have an affair instead of dealing with your spouse about what's missing. Or you can be in charge of the money. I've had more than one wife tell me she knows absolutely nothing about what money there is or isn't. There are huge payoffs if we don't share power. I get my own way. I don't do things I don't want to do. 
I don't have to struggle to meet someone else's needs. Your partner is in the audience clapping, and I don't have to share the stage. We make the vacations I decide are acceptable. I spend money on my terms, so I don't have to be uncomfortable with you being frivolous. If I make most of the decisions, then I'm comfortable and I'm not afraid of any new directions you're going to drag me to. So sharing power means the opposites of each of these. I don't get my way. I do things I don't want to do. I have to accommodate someone else and make sacrifices. I have to share the stage and also be in the audience clapping for someone else. I have to take vacations that make me uncomfortable. I spend money in ways not important to me. It scares me to let my partner decide things because I'm afraid of the values they have that are different from me, and I don't know where we'll end up. Values collisions are a huge source of power struggles. Some examples, I don't believe in spending money on vacations versus it's great to get away somewhere new. I don't care if we have sex versus sex really matters to me. I enjoy swearing versus swearing is wrong and bothers me. Being a Christian matters versus I'm an atheist. I'm a workaholic versus I want more family time. Now I'm polyamorous versus I'm not. I believe in children being spanked versus I don't. There are endless combinations of values collisions. My own personal favorite, reading versus time spent on social media. Reading is so important to me, and several decades ago, I was able to influence my husband to read more, and it makes my heart ache that neither of my kids read very much at all. So I whisper in my grandson's ear that he will take care of my library someday. Values collisions can be really hard on the soul. The inspiration for this episode was watching the fantastic movie, The Phantom Thread. Wow, there is the most magnificent power struggle. Daniel Day-Lewis, in his last role, plays a fashion designer who is completely obsessive and perfectionistic. Before meeting Alma, he easily dumps love interests one after another, like Kleenex, which is established in the very beginning of the movie. He always holds all the power and control until she turns the tables and he ends up vulnerable. It is breathtaking and shocking how she establishes power. Exactly. How she turns the tables to get a perfectionist to be vulnerable is almost an impossible task. She endures because she is able to embrace and share the role of sadistic power that they both display. It is an unforgettable relationship power struggle portrayed on the screen for your pure pleasure.
Any other power struggle will pale in comparison. However, the exaggeration on the screen taps into our own willingness to get what we want by grabbing power from the people we love. We are reminded that often we can be just as ruthless. If you haven't seen this movie, I urge you to make the time. Vulnerability is the opposite of hiding behind power and control. Power is often about not being vulnerable. That's why so many people believe that those who seek therapy are crazy because they ask for help and they have to be vulnerable. Being authentic means being vulnerable and sharing the hard bits. I'm scared. I'm sad. I have doubts. Being vulnerable means admitting you need somebody else. Sharing power always means being vulnerable. The biggest sin of vulnerability is that it demands messiness and uncertainty. I think that's worth saying again. The biggest sin of vulnerability and why people avoid it is that it demands messiness and uncertainty. In dating and marriage, people avoid the truth tremendously. Partners do not ask the hard questions. Why aren't we having sex? Don't things seem boring lately? I'm too lonely with with you. Or we're spending above our means. People do not talk about what bothers them because who knows where it will lead. It could expose too much uncertainty. Swallowing your truths and accepting the status quo creates a false facade of stability. For real relationship survival, these truths must risk being spoken, and there must be more imagination and belief in the ability to problem-solve together. The messiness is worth it because you can shape a better life together. I love the ads in the New York Times recently about how important it is to speak the truth. It's scary because it means being vulnerable and letting go of the power of certainty by pretending. When power struggles change the relationship, it's worth it. You're right. We deserve to have more sex more often. Things do seem like we are in a rut. I'm sorry you feel lonely with me. What can we do to fix that? I am spending too much. Even though I hate the idea of a budget, maybe we need to look at the numbers. Think about how rarely these kinds of acknowledgments happen on the screen or in real life. Ask yourself, why is acknowledging hard truths difficult for you? Is taking the risk of being vulnerable by facing a hard truth really benefiting you in any way besides pretending you are comfortable? Trust me, it's worth being uncomfortable to grow and have a more satisfying life. 
Relationships are all about stewing in the cauldron of difficult truths to evolve into being better people. I'm going to say that again. Relationships are all about stewing in the cauldron of difficult truths to evolve into being better people. This is why relationships require so much work. Risk more uncertainty. Don't accept the established easy patterns of power. And find your voice to address what's missing. Talk about the hard things. And once again, I want to remind you, you can't grow unless you are uncomfortable. My challenge to you today, think about all the ways there are to share power. Vacations, money, sex, entertainment, which covers sports, restaurants, movies, cultural events, driving, friends, decisions about kids, etc. And consider how fair you are to each other's different interests. As I've said on many episodes, the one who wants sex the least has the most power. Ask yourself, when is the last time you did something you didn't want to do? When was the last time your partner did something they didn't want to do? Do you tend to submit to one person as a couple, or do you struggle to share power more fairly? If you're someone who has told someone else about what healthy couples know that you don't, thank you so much. It really means a lot that you would do that for me. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Rhoda on Couples. Please visit my website, therapyideas.net, for more free information. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to What Healthy Couples Know That You Don't. If you have enjoyed the show, please leave a rating and review on iTunes and help get the word out. To learn more or connect with Rhoda, visit therapyideas.net.